Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Have you ever thought about running for public office, standing up for election? And is this what God's calling you to do? Maybe you could win. Maybe we could establish God's kingdom here on earth. Congressman Bill Redman will teach you how to run for office. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a live interview with a returning guest, former Congressman Bill Redmond, now teaches a class in how to run for office as a Christian conservative. Welcome to the program, Congressman Redmond. How are well, you, sir? I am well, and you? I'm, I'm fired up, I'm ready for this interview. There you go. You and I have something in common. We both have Master of Divinity degrees from yes. seminaries, right? We have some pastoral experience, but also uh, we've both been legislators. Yep. I was a state representative in the Colorado legislature. You were a U.S. congressman from New Mexico, serving in Washington, D.C., in our nation's capital. Um, why should a Christian run for office? Why did you do this? Well, uh, first of all, uh, it's important for us to know that, you know, right before Jesus ascended to heaven, he talked to his disciples. He said, all authority in heaven and earth is mine. Therefore, go make disciples. And all too often you get preachers that say, and Christians will say, well, we're not supposed to be involved in politics. We're just supposed to be saving souls. But I asked them to take a look at that part right before that says, all authority in heaven and earth is mine. Jesus is Lord of all. Why would we think that there's any sphere, especially the sphere of politics and government that is outside the Lordship of Jesus? Had it not been for men and women who subscribe to a biblical worldview, we would not have had the statement, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they're endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. That idea did not come out of thin air. It didn't come out of Asia. It didn't come out of Africa. It didn't come out of North America. It did not come out of, uh, of uh, South America. It came out of a Judeo-Christian Judeo worldview that God is sovereign over all, even over governments, and that the right to life comes from the hand of God and not from the hand of government. And the yeah. right to liberty comes from the hand of God, not from the hand of government. And the, and, and the government cannot take away from each one of us what was given to us by the hand of God. So, so the Declaration of Independence of the United States, one of our founding documents, talks about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, but it begins that we are endowed by our Creator Absolutely. with these inalienable rights. This is a Christian country. It was founded by Christians. They were trying to establish some kind of Christian utopia. What they came up with instead is, big government is evil, let's put checks and balances in the Constitution so no tyrant can replace God. Instead, God will be our God and government will not be our God. Yes, yes, and, and, and what's happened is that over the two 
uh, 200 years plus, you know, as a nation, that ideas came out of the philosophers of uh, in Europe. And and I just want to remind people, you know, uh, you know, if I guess if I if I could encourage the audience to do, you know, any one particular thing, go and take a look at Colossians chapter two. Uh, uh, verse 8, it says, See to it that no one takes you captive by hollow and deceitful philosophies of men. And what's happened is that the biblical view that God exists and that rights come from the hand of the Creator, that that view is being pushed off the table and off of center stage for American life, and it's being replaced by the empty and deceitful teachings of human philosophers, such as Karl Marx. Okay, so I think we have maybe an establishment of why people should run for office. Christians ought to stand up for government. Christians ought to vote. Uh, but, but more importantly, when you are elected, I think you ought to vote for Christian worldview, for a biblical model. You know, we've sent petitions, for example, pro-life, pro-family, pro-Jesus, religious freedom, uh, pro-Israel. These are biblical concepts is it okay to legislate those into American law? Uh, absolutely, because see, the bottom line, somebody's belief is going to become law. If you're a Marxist and you believe certain things, you will force those views into law. <laughs> if you are a Christian and there are certain things that you are persuaded about the world, that God has given every human being born and unborn the dignity of the image and likeness of God, you will protect that life. And so, so somebody's beliefs are going to become law, and the question is whose? Yeah, and Jesus said it this way in the Lord's Prayer, right? We are to pray for God's kingdom to come and rule here on earth in the same way it's already happening up in heaven. <clears throat> Listen, up in heaven, the angels obey God. God's government is in full force up in heaven, but not here on earth. We're to pray that it comes to earth, that, that, that a godly government establishes our morality, uh, and, and dictates our affairs and teaches us to love our neighbor. Instead, there's a lot of selfishness, there's a lot of sin. We don't want that to be, to be legislated. We want good to be legislated. That's right, and, and, and you, you hit on one of the high points of the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The first concern that we have is your kingdom come, your will be done here on earth as they're obeying you in heaven. And so when we're looking at where we are in our earthly sphere, is the slaughter of unborn children God's will? No. Is uniting people in a so-called marriage that does not recognize the genders that God has given to us, is that, is, is, is that following God's will and God's kingdom? No. And the, and, and the answer is not, the answer is not. And, uh, and the important thing for us to understand that as Christians, that just as God offers covenant, and, and uh, there are people that, that are, have uh, re rejected God's covenant, that we need to be propositional as we put these ideas forth in American society and not like uh, worldviews that are impositional, uh, uh, worldviews such as um, uh, Islam or say communism. Um, so, so there, there has to be that open marketplace of ideas, but we do need to uh, uh, work for, you know, the mind where people think, the heart where they, where they decide, and for the laws that will enforce that. Chuck Colson used to say when he was alive, he said that, that uh, politics is downstream from culture. And the reason that we're seeing politics change now is that the culture has been changing for the last 50 to 100 years. 
and and so as liberal theology and liberal political philosophy based in Marxism began uh, 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 um, uh, has begun to take hold of the minds and the lives of people in government or and in the culture we see that flow down into the politics yeah uh, Jesus said we're supposed to I know he's coming again he'll rule one day we look forward to that but he said to the church occupy until he comes back it's our job to occupy God commanded Adam and Eve to uh, be fruitful, multiply, rule the earth and subdue it. It's part of God's mandate to good believing people that, that we take our place in government. Let's take a short break. When we come back, Bill Redmond will teach you how to win when you run for office. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Do you need a physical or spiritual healing? Are you being tested or tried? When Jesus needed to pray, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane. Do you need to really connect with God? If you're visiting Colorado Springs, come see the Gateway Prayer Garden just south of the city along Interstate 25. Walk our prayer trails among the trees by the beautiful Fountain Creek. Stand at the foot of our large cross and connect with Jesus. Enter our life-size replica of the empty tomb and spend time reading key Bible verses etched in stone along our ground cross as big as a football field. Join our worship gatherings and plan to attend our annual Easter sunrise worship service. We're located off I-25, exit 132A at 8035 Bandley Road, just north of the KOA campground. Experience Jesus at gatewayprayergarden.org. That's gatewayprayergarden.org. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign an important online petition. Today I want to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. I even demanded my own misdemeanor court-martial and finally, Congress agreed with me and reversed the bad Navy policy. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Let's take action today for religious freedom. Would you sign that petition with me? Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Please visit PrayInJesusName.org and sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps. There's a website out there called runforoffice.training. It's not .com. It's runforoffice.training, and you can get a class. You can sign up today. Uh, and Congressman Bill Redman, you will teach people how to run for office? Yes, yes. Well, the first thing that we do is that we teach individual a biblical worldview, okay, so that they understand why they are running. Uh, I developed this course a number of years ago when I was with Citizen Link, which was the political arm of Focus on the Family, and uh, I was asked to uh, build this teaching program. And I said, I, I'd be happy to do that, uh, tell people how to run for office. And, and I worded it this way, I'm not gonna tell them how to buy their yard signs and bumper stickers until I tell them why they're running. 
<laughs> because right, people right. want to jump into the nitty gritty of getting bumper stickers, yard signs, you know, hand cards, business cards, and 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 they look at how other people have run, and they think that that's the way that somebody should be running, and that that they can win that way. Well, they can't win that way, and so we've done a deep analysis to what does it actually take for Christians to run. Um, you know, for instance, um, if you need, um, uh, if you're running a particular office, one of the first things you need to do, in addition to having a biblical worldview, is how many votes do you need in order to win? I can't tell you how many candidates I talk to and say, well, you know, they'll say, Congressman, they'll give me a tip. And I said, well, I'll, I'll help you out if, I, if you answer one question, how many votes do you need to win? And you have candidates that don't even know how many votes they need to win. Yeah. What is the size of your well, district? <laughs> how many people actually have voted in the last election? What are their addresses so you can mail them the right postcards? Yes. How do you communicate? And what kind of messaging? So let's start with campaign manager. Do you always need to hire one? You do not always need to hire a campaign manager. It is advisable when your campaign reaches a certain uh, 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 size but uh, depending on the office that you're running for. So you don't necessarily need a campaign manager. And much of what, uh, what the students will learn in this particular class are the things that the campaign manager does so that when your campaign gets large enough for you to hire, you now have basically the job interview questions to find out if the person you're hiring knows what they're doing in order to help you get elected. Let's say that you've prayed about this, you, you're seeking God's direction for your life, you feel like God has called you to run for office. Uh, who are the first three people that you should tell? Uh, well, af after you're, you're pretty confident that the Lord wants you to run, your spouse. Uh, <laughs> okay, right. Uh, because if your spouse is not going to vote for you, I would not recommend that you run. Right. Uh, so uh, your spouse, uh, sit down, talk with your family, your children. Uh, they could be adult children or they could still be, you know, younger children still in the home. But it's important uh, to do that. I would say uh, talk with your pastor and, uh, you know, people that you, you know, that, 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 that are close to you. Um, How you about know, your employer? Most people work a job. Do you have to give that up to run for office? Or uh, well, it depends. It depends on what the job is. I know, uh, do, let me give you an example. I know individuals that are like an insurance agent and uh, or, or it's a school teacher. Or real estate. School, or, or real estate yep. that they put their, they put their work uh, on the side for a while and they run for office, they win. And in many legislatures, they're, they're only in session one or two months a year. Okay, so it's not a full-time job. Other a legislature, it is a full-time job, and you will this uh, being a legislator will be your paid job. Yeah. So it depends on the state and where you are, and what we have here are principles, and also tactics that uphold those principles, and they're, that you can use these in all 50 states of the union. So there's different levels of office. How do you choose? I'm not gonna run for president my first time around. Uh, I'm probably not even gonna run for US Senate or US Congress. The locally elected races, for example, starting at the bottom, school board, that's a, that's a race you can probably win just by trying a little bit. Uh, uh, city council, county commissioner, uh, mayor, or uh, state representative, state senator. These local races for your neighborhood, uh, that's an easier race to win because you can knock on doors. Well, you can, but you want to know which doors to knock on. <laughs> right. Okay, because, uh, um, you know, uh, in many districts, half of the people that are in your district are not registered to vote. Why are you knocking on the door of somebody that's not even registered to vote, they don't care to vote? 
Okay, right. so you want to be focused, and, and we teach that, and we show how to get that information. You've got to get a good database together. Your county clerk probably has a free database. It's public information. You may have to pay $25 a nominal fee to get the, the CD or the, or the Excel file with everybody's address, sometimes their phone number, rarely their emails, but, but they'll tell you who is a frequent voter, who is a registered Republican or Democrat or independent. You need to sort those things out and try to win your primary first. What's the difference between a general election in November and the primary that might happen in June? Okay, so we have two major parties in the United States. There are some states that have uh, a, a third, possibly a fourth major party, depending on how each state defines what's, who's a major party and who's a, who's a minor party, okay? So a primary is that if you have two people that are, you know, or in some cases, I can remember when there were eight Democrats wanted to run for president. And another uh, uh, general election, you know, there were seven Republicans that wanted to run for president. So the primary is basically the opportunity for the party to select their champion. How do you choose a political party? Should I be you know, a, a member of the Green Party or the Libertarian Party, or do you focus more on Republican Democrat? Uh, first of all, the, ca the campaign training is, uh, it is, uh, um, you know, uh, not partisan. We, we, we are not partisan. These are principles that work, you know, they will work anywhere. Your constitutional party or libertarian, you know, whatever. Right. That these principles are going, you know, that they work regardless of what your party is. And so, you know, um, you know people can purchase this rega regardless of what their party is. Um, but uh, but in terms of your other question, um, you know you know where you know well, you know what kind of party should I join? What what party should? Okay, I was raised a, a Democrat, and uh, and for most of my adult life was, and then I I pivoted because my prior commitment to Jesus and therefore to the sanctity of human life, um, there wasn't the, the my party had pushed me out. Now there are still some pro-life. Uh, 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 Democrats that are left, but for the most part, uh, they are be they are being pushed out of the Democratic Party. And you became party. a Republican and for that I reason. And then I became a Republican. And I've told my children, and I would encourage you know the viewers to tell their children as well. If they if they're if they're a Republican today, let their children know that they need to be committed first to Christ, okay, and then following the principles of Christ. Use those lenses. Okay, right. to determine who the party is. Now, here's where the difficulty comes in, 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 in the, uh, our times, is that you may have mom and dad that are middle-aged or older, or grandma and grandpa, and for some reason or other, say they, for the say the pro-life issue, they became, um, uh, they, they became a Republican. Okay, so then they have children, they go off to college, even Christian colleges, they come back progressives, they come back social uh, well, justice warriors, and they don't see the Republican Party supporting those communist ideas. And, and for the most part, even the, peop the, the young people coming back from their colleges don't know that they're Marxists. And so- And they become uh, Democrats. We, they, we need to take a short break. Uh, when we come back, I'll ask Congressman Redmond about fundraising, announcements, and, and what happens when election day comes around after this? Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the MyPill that started it all. 
MyPillow's patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs regardless of your sleep position. Because it works, we've sold over 70 million MyPillows, and now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. For example, you get my standard MyPillow, now only $19.88 with your promo code. Now's the time to get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. MyPillows make the best gifts ever. In the times we're in, one thing we all need is getting a great night's sleep. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my standard MyPillow for only $19.88. For a more custom fit, my Premium Queen, only $24.98. Or my Premium King, only $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so order now. Hello, everyone. I'm Mike Lindell, and I want to tell everyone to get behind Dr. Chap's ministry here in his program. And you can do that by using going to MyPillow.com, using the promo code PRAYNEWS, and you're going to save up to 66% on all my products. But more importantly, a, mo- a lot of that money is going to go back to support Dr. Chaps and this programming. And it's, uh, I just can't tell you enough to get people to Jesus is so important. And to have ministries like this is, is that it's just absolutely amazing. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow. And to thank you for your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. Go to MyPillow.com right now to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you can get my pre- Premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now just $29.98, the lowest price ever. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. Are you going to run for office? Well, first you need some training. Visit runforoffice.training. That's a website, it's not.com. Go to runforoffice.training and sign up today for the the class, How to Run for Office as a Christian Conservative, Congressman Bill Redman. Let's say, okay, you've prayed about it, you've told your family, uh, you've even made an announcement. Uh, Talk about the media, or or the newspapers your friend? Uh, Sometimes, it depends on the newspaper and it depends on who's in the editorial chair at the time that you're running. So don't assume that they're you know, all against where you are on issues and don't assume that they're all with you. Right. And one of the things that we do teach in the class is that make sure that just because the reporter might be your friend and the reporter might always treat you with respect, but it's the editor that chooses the headlines and the editor chooses what content goes into the story. How do you learn about campaign finance rules? Should you have a treasurer and a bank account and, and how do you file the reports so that everything is transparent and you're above the law? Uh, that one of the first things I think you should do is get, uh, you know, if you're if it's a down race or down ballot race, that you need to get a volunteer that's going to do that for you that has some kind of bookkeeping skills, okay, and record keeping skills, uh, because uh, those could become problematic if you're not keeping those reports up. Uh, and we deal with we deal with that in the training because the training is broken into four parts. The first part we deal with biblical worldview. What's the meaning of politics? Why should he, I, as a Christian, even be involved? Okay. The second one uh, uh, deals with well, what are some of the mechanics of you know what you know what do you need in place to make it happen? And then we talk about the means. What kind of you know uh, you know what do you need in order to successfully accomplish? And that's where we're going to be talking about. Uh, you know, how to get the money and how to organize your people. Let's, uh, let's talk about money. Say I'm not a millionaire and I can't write myself or my campaign a big check. 
how do I go about asking friends and family for money, and can you win without a lot of contributions? Well, uh, when we come to that section, what we do is I tell the students right off the bat, you, the, the first person that you need to respectfully ask for their vote is your spouse, because if your spouse is not gonna vote for you, right. and your spouse is not going to make a, a contribution, I had asked my wife, I said, how much of our resources will you allow, you know, can we engage in this? She gave me a $100 check, and she said, this is it, and there's no more. And you got to raise the rest. And you have to, you have to, you have to raise the rest. And in shortly after two years, I was sitting in the U.S. House of Representatives. It worked. So even, even if, yeah, that was the magic check right there. And that you, you it. can make up a lot of it with volunteers, friends and family, your church, people you know. Uh, will we'll make phone calls for you, they'll knock on doors for you. The grassroots effort is worth a lot more than a thousand dollar check sometimes. Okay, we're almost out of time, but uh, you know, let's bring this home. What happens when you come up towards election day? Where should you be standing and, and how do you really win the vote? Okay, first of all, you've won the vote long before election day. If you have not put the mechanics in place, there will not be a victory on election day. It doesn't matter where you're standing. Okay, uh, I know that, uh, that, that you know, when I ran, I was out on the busiest street corners with signs waving, and, and, and you should do, I'm not saying don't do that, that's important because that reminds people that if they've not voted early or they haven't voted absentee, the polls close at seven uh, in most states, that, that, you know, if they're on their way home from work, it's a reminder, stop past the grade school and vote before you go home. So, so those, those, are, those are important things. I know some people, they end election night at a hotel suite and then a big yeah, ballroom, yeah, yeah. and then there's others that they're, they're at home, you know, in their, uh, their sweats and their socks with their family and the dogs on the floor. So there, there's, no, there's no magic to it. The winning is knowing, you know, know, knowing the things that we cover in the course, you yeah. know. Uh, you as the messenger, what's your message? How do you get the money? What are the means? And most of all, why are you running? What, what's the meaning of all this? Because yeah. if you can't determine what that is, then you're not going to have the, the drive that it takes to pull, pull you You've got to have a compelling message, right? Why am I the best candidate? And don't be bashful, you are the best candidate. Brag about that. But then you've got to have seven different ways to communicate that message. And they are, I'm just gonna go from memory here, maybe. Uh, maybe through the newspapers, uh, buy some advertising, right? Uh, maybe through an email list, maybe through a postcard campaign, maybe through yard signs and bumper stickers, maybe through door-to-door -door campaigning, knocking on doors, meeting your, your neighbors. Uh, maybe you go to big political meetings and you meet the people in your political party. Uh, and then finally, you have got to Dial, dial, dial. You can talk to people on the phone. You've got to connect with them. If you don't connect with them, they're not going to know your message. They're not going to know who you are. We're out of time, but Congressman, mention your website. What should people do? Uh, people can go online to uh, uh, our, our website is How to Run for Office as a Christian Conservative, and uh, it's uh, runforoffice.training. That's it. Our website, uh, if you want to learn more, call us at 866-ObeyGod, but our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Again, PrayInJesusName.org. Please donate today. If you need prayer, call us at 866-ObeyGod. We'll see you next time. Today I want to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 
after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Would you sign that petition with me? Let's take action today. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.